Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I say this every episode. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories. And as I say, start writing your own. Hear me there? And I always lead with your gifts. We talk about gifts. We talk about passions. We talk about purpose. Well, lead with your gift. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My interviews provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My guest is Tosh Leah Hamilton. She's a native New Yorker, one of my favorite cities, author and celebrity intuitive life coach. Her God-given gift allows her to see a person's past, present, and possibilities of their future by simply hearing their voice, reading their text, or taking one glance at them, whether in person or even a picture. Her ability to sense exactly what an individual has experienced, accompanied with intuitively knowing that an, an, an intuition of knowing that what is to come or what may have happened is a resource to many and can be a resource to you. That's why I have on my show, Money Making Conversation. Tosh uses the gifts of intuition or foresight to help her clients shift their mindset, change their behaviors, and create their best life possible, which is really important today, especially when we deal with mental stress that was brought on by COVID. Her, her, her intuition ability uh, allows you to understand, allows her to understand people and see what lies beyond the surface. It's widely considered a gift and a blessing. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Tosh Leah Hamilton. How you doing, Tosh? <laughs> Hi, LaShawn. Thank you so much for having me. Thank well, you. I wanted to personalize that intro a little bit more so than just saying words, because uh, when you talk about something that is, you know, people know what a bank teller does. They know what a mailman does. They, they might even know what an engineer does, you know. But to do what you do requires a certain degree of explanation. So let's start out allowing you to explain your gift. Sure. So I have a, a God-given gift where I can literally look at someone or hear their voice, or look at a photo and know everything that has transpired in their lives, ranging from past, present, as well as their future. Um, it is a gift that I was born with. My family realized when I was six years old that I had this gift and I use it to give you the insight and the confirmation and the direction that you need in your life to truly propel. So I use it in a positive manner. So I have a gift, right? Just know everything about your life. Right now, that's that's that sounds great. Okay, a lot of people might want to know, might might be comfortable with discussing the past, maybe even the present. It's the future that might throw people into, uh, because like like I said, I think that the the cool thing about what you do is that we all I talk about setting goals a lot on this show. That's that's the purpose and setting plans. You got to have a direction. You have to be focused. But being able to tell people what the possibilities of their future is, doesn't it help them set stronger goals that align with that uh, prediction? Absolutely. And that's why I incorporated Life Coach to my brand because it definitely is a lot of coaching based off of the information that I know that's transpired in their past as well as their present. 
I'm giving them the roadmap and the tools and the resources to succeed, to get to where they need to be. Now, I include a possibility of your future because I cannot predict anyone's future. I'm not God. Yeah. Um, it is a God given gift, but I'm not God. But based off of what I know you can do to get there, I'll give you that insight. And most clients who listen to me, it, it almost ends up successful. Right. And so basically you're saying, Rashawn, look, I'm not telling you like you're going to find $100,000 next week, but right. I can't tell you how you can get to that $100,000 based on what I know of you, what my intuition is telling me you're capable of doing, which is really, really cool, you know, because we always we always say that a lot. I'll just go back to normal because a coach will see an athlete and say, you know, if you if you work hard, you show up on time and you give 100 percent, then you can be you can reach your goals as an athlete. Now, Absolutely. as a life coach, we don't have that. We can't tell somebody that, you know, in order for you to uh, be successful, we can do it at certain levels. We can tell you, go to the school and get a college degree or graduate from high school or go to a trade school. But from a life perspective, you're doing something rather unique, aren't you, Tosh? Absolutely. Yeah, because I'm literally giving you the roadmap. People jokingly say that I'm like the cheat code to life <laughs> because I'm giving you the roadmap of what you need to do to get to where you desire to be. Your mm-hmm. God-given purpose, you know, I I know what's happening. And I, I want everyone to just win in life, you know, so I'm the I'm the resource for that. Right. So now there are always skeptics, you know. Yes. Okay, now how do you fight the skeptic? You know, and I'm just here's the funny part about it. There's skeptics and people hire you even though they're skeptical. Yes. So how do, how do you walk? <laughs> how do you get past us, that skepticism of a person you might hire or just the industry in general? Yeah. I mean, I just speak to them. I'm like, listen, you know, I'm here to give you whatever God tells me to give you. I go through the process. You know, the process never changes, even for skeptics. And I say, whatever God tells me to tell you, I'm going to give it to you. And I pray before I speak to each and every one of my clients so they can know where my information is coming from. And I just start speaking. So with the information that I give them without them not telling me a thing, there's no way they can be a skeptic. Because <laughs> they're like, how do you know this? What? They're just shocked. Right, and I right. love those clients. I love the skeptics. Right. I you do. Know, you know, it's really funny because my wife heard the interview on Tuesday that we did on Monday Making Conversation Live, which is a show I do in Atlanta on WCLK every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. I do a live show. I take phone calls. And she was going, Rashawn, Rashawn, has she ever read you? I said, no, no, no. And Tosh always, <laughs> she always, Rashawn, Rashawn, well, I do. I said, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. And she know that that's our running joke. She go, Richard, I I have something. I want. Nope, you have nothing yeah, you want to tell me. And it's not that I don't believe. It's just that I'm a planner. I'm a guy that 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 all my life I, I've been pretty focused. And I say, if I stay focused on what I'm supposed to do, then I'm gonna reach my goals. And her her skill as a life coach allows people who sometimes maybe not as focused I am, maybe don't understand time management and get them aligned. That's why I really love promoting your brand because I feel it's essential to a lot of people to understand what is expected of them based on what you see of them and how they can reach them. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it's a process. You know, when I, I want to start off by saying authenticity is key. I do not tell people what they want to know. I tell them what they need to hear based on what's coming up for me. And sometimes it's not the best. Everything is not always flowers and sunshine. Sometimes we have to have full-fledged hard conversations about where you are with your life and being true to that. And so I'm, I'm compassionate, I'm gifted, I'm intuitive, and I'm giving you your truth that you can get to where you're destined to be. And that's it. It's, it is a process. 
And what the process starts how? Because, you know, sitting down with Tosh for a talk to Tosh, that's a, that's a session. You know, That has TV show written all over it. If a yes. life-changing moment where she has an open and honest conversation about what is working and not working in your life. Right there is the key right there. Because a lot of people out there, Tosh, because I, I want to get down and dirty with you on here because a lot of people out there need to hear the truth now. Now, if you have this gift, how do you break the truth to people Saying you need to stop doing this when sometimes doing this is easy for them. Yeah. It's easy for oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm 100% authentic. You know mm-hmm. me, Rashad. You've known me for a long time now. Mm-hmm. I don't hold back. I'm from New York. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I give it how it is, no chaser. There's a lot of people who come to me and want to know about their relationships. Is my spouse cheating on me? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, it's, if it's cheating on you, I'm going to say you're. Spouse is cheating on you. And then I'll give them whatever they need to find out why this is happening or how this is happening to deal with the situation. So again, they want to know the truth, but sometimes people can't handle the truth. So I just tell them straight up, I'm going to be honest. This is what we have. And this is what's going on. It's shocking, but it's also healing in the same sense. Well, you know, here's the funny part about it. And I was just maybe not funny to some people go, well, if you're coming to Tosh and say, is he cheating on me? Yes. Or is she cheating on you? Yes. Because you're already at that questionnaire, that questioning stage. If you already doubt and enough enough evidence has been planted, now you just want to now you're just trying to like get evidence on it. The concrete yeah. things. So now now your layer, you know, you bring up the whole cheating thing, but you're deeper than that because you're talking about career talk, financial talk, uh business decision talks. So let's break down each layer because we always can talk about the emotional relationship because that 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 resonates openly with people because you know people show they like I said you wear your emotions on your skin sometimes yeah. you know on your sleeve I should say so now with that being said how do you talk to somebody in a talk to Tosh session about their business how do you focus that person in yeah so usually I come up with usually a strategy will come up right the yes, first ma'am. thing that comes up is the business like hey it's coming up to me that you have a passion to start a business Yes. And something's coming up to me with real estate. Real estate may come up. And I'm like, okay, great. How you can get involved in real estate, get involved with, I don't know, Airbnb, this. Like I give them the roadmap based off of what's coming up for me for them to really thrive within the space of real estate, for example. Right. So it comes up for me intuitively what it is. And then I tell them what they need to do to propel in that area, if I'm making sense. Well, it makes a lot of sense. I'm talking to Tasha Leah Hamilton. She's an intuitive coach. In other words, life coach. In other words, I, I wouldn't say she um, she has gifts, and her gifts mm-hmm. allow her to be able to get you focused on what your life or path you should take, because that's the key, because I'm going to keep bringing that more and more, because recently you're a perfect guest for me on Money Making Conversation, because I'm always telling people mm-hmm. is that, you know, talk about, you know, leave with your gifts, you know, uh, don't let your friend, family, or coworkers stop you from... Uh, planning of reaching your dreams. And so basically you're just doing what I say as an intuitive coach. You're, you're finding these people, you sit them down, whether it's a business or a relationship or a career saying, okay, I know you love basketball. I know you love basketball, but you're really talented as a musical artist. Yes. Yes. So, absolutely. so put down the basketball, treat it as a hobby. Let's, let's yes. come on over here. But how do you read into that? Is it through conversation or just uh, people have a certain oral passion that they don't understand they have or don't value it? That's the key right now in the conversation because of the fact that you sent something through your gift 
Why doesn't that person acknowledge it or they just don't want to admit that's the direction their life should take them? Yeah, I think it's a combination of many things. You know, oftentimes people are afraid of their own talents. They are afraid of taking a leap of faith. I was one of them, right? Right, It's the matter of putting in the work to make those things happen. It may be easier to pick up the basketball as opposed to starting a business. So most people want to take the easy route. They want to say, I'd rather just play it safe and play the basketball. Even though this is my talent and I think about this every day, I would rather play it safe because success is not an easy route. You have to work. For your success. And people don't want to put in the work, Rashawn. They don't. They want the golden (laughs) ticket. They want the answers. They want it to be given to them. It doesn't work that way. And so in our session, I say, hey, this is where it's supposed to be. It's going to take this, that, and this. But in the end of that road, here's the benefit. Here's the reward. They need to see that. They need to understand that there's light there for them if they put the work in. And so I bring that out of them. Okay, here's here's the key term you said. A lot of people try to take the easy route. One could say coming to you is an easy route. Is that true? Kind of. (laughs) You know, I like to jokingly say I'm the cheat code to life because I'm helping you uncover the truth. However, it's still your decision. And that's why I say I read your past, your present, and the possibility of your future. Because Mm -hmm. if you choose to listen to the information I give you, great. If you don't, then, you know, whatever the results are, they are. I can't make you do anything. It's, it's your call. It's your life. That's the key right there. Okay, cool. Because I was messing with her. I, I kind of knew the answer when I said yes. uh, <laughs> it's a cheat or an easy route. We'll be right back with more money-making conversation with intuitive life coach Tosh Lee Hamilton. This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversation. As I continue my conversation with intuitive life coach Tosh Lee Hamilton, I'm going to tell you something. She could tell you, look, we're just going to use some layman terms. We could tell you, you know something, you are going to be an incredible basketball player. Okay, cool. Really? Okay. But what she's, that's the, that's the cheat right there. She's telling you what you could be. Now, the hard work part is accomplishing what she said you can be. Same thing she could tell you, you know something, you should go into business. Uh, what, 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 what? Oh, you wanted to open a line of uh, such and such? She'd say, you go, yes. Well, you should follow that dream. Okay, that's the cheat. Right. But the hard work is what mm-hmm. she's telling you you have to put into it. So the cheat is there. It might be an easy moment of you skipping a line and focusing you. That's all she's doing, y'all. She's focusing you to understand this is the path you should go on. But what she's not telling you and what she can't tell you is how hard you are willing to work for that dream. Talk about that. That's it. But that's that's the truth, Rashawn. I mean, there it is, blatantly. You know, I tell people, I'm here as a resource to you. I would give you the roadmap. I would give you the resource. I'll give you everything that you need. But if you choose not to do it, yes. then that is your call. And mm-hmm. oftentimes people come to me for more than one session and they mm-hmm. take notes or they record. Mm-hmm. And they're like, gosh, this happened, this happened, everything's great. But this didn't happen yet. And I'm like, well, what do your notes say? Well, it said I have to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, well, did you do it? No. Well, then <laughs> here we are. Right? So it's really the matter of taking accountability with your own life. I'm a resource, but I can't control what you are supposed to do. That's up to you. What are the outlets that you are available on that my fan base, whether watching or listening to this podcast or talk show, can reach you at, Tosh? Absolutely. So I would love for people to follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Instagram is talk to Tosh 922 and that is spelled out T-A-L-K-T-O. 
T-A-S-H-922. I go on Instagram live often and I randomly read people live. If you request me, I will call you in and I will read you live right on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to my website, which is talktotosh.com and book a session and check to see if I have any events coming up in your area. Ooh, I'm going to tell you something. something. See, uh, I know people go, oh, I could probably get... No, no, no. She's consulting more than 400 people per month and it's yeah. growing. Yes. 400. I'm going to tell you something about my relationship with Tosh. Okay. Here's a young lady. See, I was her cheat. I was yes. her cheat. <laughs> okay. And because I always felt that, you know, I'd look at people and uh, I could pick them out. I don't know. Steve Harvey used to always get annoyed at me. I go in the room and I said, don't waste your time with that person. How you know? Uh, just know. That person's a waste of time. And, uh, and, so, and so when I met this talented young lady, Tosh Leah Hamilton, she had a gift, but she was doing another job, a, a well-paid job, okay? Don't, don't get me wrong. See, it's hard to make people make decisions <laughs> when they're comfortable. And so right. I was, I wanted to push her out of her comfortable state to I felt mm-hmm. was her proper landing place and what she's doing now today. So talk to the people about that big push I gave you, Tosh. And oh, man, and making fine. that push, it enabled you now to start fulfilling your dreams because back then you could not have talked to 400 people per month. No. And I just, first and foremost, I want to start off with gratitude to you, Rashawn, because I think of you every single day because I'm so grateful for the push. You know, I work in corporate. I was an executive in corporate America, New York City, and I had a good job. I was making good money and I met Rashawn and we were trying to work on a show and get me on television. And we got this close so many times. But I think the reason was me balancing corporate, my gift, corporate, my gift. And Rashawn, you pulled me to the side and you said to me, the only way that you're going to reach your maximum success is if you leave your job to give this 100 percent. It is not going to be what it needs to be if you do not leave your job. And I was like, no, I need my salary. I need to work with you, you understand. And you said, listen to me. Mm-hmm. If you do not leave your job and take a leap of faith and trust, this mm-hmm. will not work for you. Mm-hmm. And that conversation stayed in my head. Every day I sat behind a desk, I heard your voice in my ear, literally, <laughs> no exaggeration. And I just woke up one day and I said, I need to take this leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Rashawn said that I need to do this and I, I'm going to do it. And I took your word and I trust. And Thank you for that, because now I'm helping thousands of people annually around the globe, mm-hmm. 400 clients a month and plus, mm-hmm. and it is growing. And I'm just thankful that I'm able to impact so many lives. And that's thank you to you for the push. Well, you know, thank you. You know, yeah. I, I, see, I, tell, I tell the part of the story was that uh, I gave yeah. her that advice, then I disappeared. <laughs> no, not really. You're always here. I'm always there. But, you know, like I said, you know, advice is how you accept it. And I say that when I say disappear, I wasn't there. And she's going to disappear in the sense that she can't she can't write out applications. She can't make you do push-ups. She can't make you get up at 4.30 or 5.30 every morning. She's not going to physically be there. So she's going to disappear from a standpoint of in order for you to achieve the goals or the dreams or the expectations that she feels through her life coach intuitiveness, you have to do it yourself. And so even though I had this intuition, and Lord knows I am not Tosh. Believe me, I'm not her. But I I knew that looking at her, she was happy, kind of. But she was always talking about, whenever she talked about her gift, she'd light up. 
And she she was confident, and she started bragging a little bit. And, you know, she danced around a little bit. And she has this really, really great smile. And so when she talked about her job, she'd come down a little bit. Well, you know, I do this. It was like, it, you could tell it was like a, 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 if she didn't have this other gift, she'd be very successful at it. But that wasn't what made her excited about life. And that's what you're talking about when you're giving people life coach advice. You're trying to push everybody, not just a couple of people, everybody in the direction of what makes you happy. And if that makes you happy, find out if you can make money with it and make a living at it and then lead you to a path of happiness for the rest of your life, your legacy. That's it. Yeah. And I work with a lot of celebrities in the industry. I work with a lot of top executives for Fortune 500 companies, and I give them the roadmap to make more money, to be more successful, to thrive. I'm giving the roadmap to that. And a lot of them are extremely, extremely successful as a result of the information that I gave them. Yeah, you know, uh, Tawanda Braxton, one of my good friends from the uh, the Braxton family, Values, Pepper, I know very well from Salt and Pepper, just to name a few of the A-list people that name out there. You know, she's, she's, she's our ability been on the Jenny McCarthy show, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, uh, her show, Lip Service. She's been out there just babbling, ain't you, girl? <laughs> <laughs> just trying to, you know, make a mark, just trying to make this big impact as much as possible. Now, and the money making conversations now. Yeah, so well, thank you. Twice. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, you're going to be a regular because, like I said, I got to bring you back on my Atlanta show so you can take phone calls. Yes, and, I uh, love let, it. Let me just ask you this, Taj. The biggest, uh, you know, this gift, and that, like I said, they're always skeptics. Like you said, when you do your reads on your live Instagram account, how do people react or do they just, I'm talking, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't ask you that. I should say, what is the most um, endearing, uh, smile that brings you faith when you start reading people about their life? People get emotional. I get a lot of that. People cry. You know, I've grown men cry when they speak with me because Mm -hmm. I'm bringing up things that they are like, wow, that is it. That's what's keeping me stuck. That's where I can go. The confidence, the belief in yourself, I restore that in people's lives. So it's just, it's a very emotional experience in most cases because it's, it's the truth about your life. And Facing that sometimes is not the easiest thing, but it's necessary. Well, you know, the, her job, her goal, whenever she has a client, is to inspire, empower, and positively impact people. And you're one of those people all over the globe by way of yeah. the, her in, intuitive ability. And her goal is to help people reach and live at their highest potential to all aspects of their life. And right there is when people get afraid in all aspects of their life. Mm-hmm. Like you said, people, you know, the natural thing is he cheating on me or is he the one or is she the one? You know, should I marry that person? You know, those are questions that are, are emotion. The thing yeah. I like about it, you, you, you move from that lane of emotion to professionalism, you know, and when I say that, I mean careers, business, objectives, decision making, and things like that. How were you able to make that shift? Because you were initially about emotionally dread, uh, emotionally requests that were driven by emotion. How has that whole transition to the career aspect and the business aspect been so rewarding for you as a reader? Absolutely. So, I mean, the deep dive session, which is my most popular session, gives you up to 60 minutes with me via FaceTime, just like this. And I am, I pray and I literally say, I'm giving you the roadmap. We will cover health, wealth, love, career, finances, because we need to cover all corners because some things affect the other, right? Sometimes if you're not where you need to be with your career, you may be blocking your love life. Sometimes the career that you have can be causing issues in your marriage. 
sometimes, you know, you want to buy a house, but you can't because you're not making enough money. You're not starting that business that you really want to start. So it just, it's all connected anyway. And so it's an easy transition in the conversation because I want to see you win literally in all aspects of your life and even health. Health is wealth. If your health is not together, then the business and the money doesn't matter. So let's get that intact. So we're having real full-fledged conversations about literally everything. And those conversations can lead to financial success, life yes. success. And when, when, you're, when your clients come back to you, because these are not sessions that are one off. I'm just telling everybody, don't, don't do, do not call Taj if you try to get a miracle in one session. This is a this is the word life coach is important that you hear, which means that you got to be with her for a moment because she wants to be there when as you start making your goals, because you have to reset new goals. So a lot of people fall off when they do that. They think, well, I made it. No, 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 no. There's a new goal. It's just like when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. What did he say? I want to win another one. Okay, he didn't say, well, I'm cool. And a lot of people are happy just to win one Super Bowl. That's why they never get back. But yeah. you look at talented people, whether it's a Michael Jordan or LeBron James, all these people year round. When you start like LeBron James, say, why does LeBron James play so well at his age? Because he travels and spends over a million dollars annually on his physical fitness. That's why he can play like he's 22. And so when you come to Tosh, know that you better come there with the expectation that there's work involved, positive work, because it's about you. And don't let work scare you. Especially when you're for the first time in your life, she's going to point you in the direction of happiness. And that happiness will be achieved through your goals that she's going to put in place once she reads you. Did I, did I put it in perspective? Did I put it in place correctly, Tosh? Yeah, 100%. That is exactly what I do. Well, you know, the but, thing about it is that, again, she's a friend of the family. And I take no credit for her gift. I take no credit for her success. It's just that relationships are equally important in your life. And I'm a positive relationship in her life. I'm a mentor in her life. And because we all need that. She wants to become a mentor in your life too. Uh, reach out to her on her Instagram account as well as go to the website. But more importantly, know that she's there for you. I'm a friend. Um, I'd like to say, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a member of the family from the standpoint of uh, how much I respect you, Tosh, and how much I want you to win. Okay. You. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. I'm so thankful for you. We will be right back with more money-making conversation with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. This week I sat down with award-winning multimedia maverick, talent manager, executive producer, author, and CEO, Mona Scott-Young. She provides advice on taking the time to appreciate where you are. You gotta keep it moving, keep it moving, but you know what I've been thinking about a lot, Rashawn, lately? Just the need to sit still for a minute. Thank you. And to appreciate where you are right now in the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's not about becoming complacent, it's about taking stock and showing yourself appreciation right right for what you've accomplished and then using that to propel you to the next stage because a lot of times like you said we're go 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 that we don't stop to really recognize where we've come from where we are in the moment and how we can take all of that experience knowledge know-how you know and and use it as we move forward if you want to listen to this full interview with mona scott young it's available on moneymakingconversations.com now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. 
Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I say this every week. It's time for people to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about gifts and passions. If you have a gift, lead with your gift. Don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. I interview celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers on my show. My guest today is Aaliyah Williams from Oklahoma and Arkansas. You know I had to say that because I'm a Texas boy. I got to go. <laughs> Let everybody, whenever somebody comes near Texas, I got to let them out up front. She is a graduate of Harvard University, Peabody Award-nominated producer and founder of Just a Rebel, a television and film production company that focuses on contemporary stories that center and celebrate black women. I have six sisters, so I appreciate that. Just a Rebel's first look deal with CBS Television Studios has been renewed for a second year. She is on on the show to discuss her career, the journey, and the future of her production company, Just a Rebel. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation for the very first time, not the last time, Aaliyah Williams. How you doing, Leah? You know, I'm doing all right this morning. It's lovely to be here with you. Well, the beauty of this, of doing visual and doing video, I can see this brilliant smile that you have. It has to be a blessing to be able to deliver a smile like that, especially when you meet people, you, you're pitching ideas, and your smile is sunshine, young lady. It is sunshine. Oh. Tell us about that. Tell you about my smile. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, come on, because you come on now. Come on now, Leah. Look, this ain't the first time you've been complimented about this fantastic smile. This <laughs> smile has been used to close deals. This smile has been used to get in buildings she's not supposed to be in. I know this smile and work for this. This she gonna go. What smile are you talking about? This smile. Thank you very much, but I have to give all of that credit to my mother, Alice Faye Corbin Williams. Yes, ma'am. Um, thing that she would say to me every day, every morning, she would say this to me and my sister, Kia, smile and the world will smile with you. And and she would say she would say that and she'd always tell us to close our mouths and listen. I didn't always do that. Right. But <laughs> the the smile in the world will smile with you is um something that I've always carried with me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there are definitely situations where it is hard to smile. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh I definitely try to bring that into all aspects of my life. Um, and especially in the stories that I want to tell right. for black people, I think we deserve joy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why uh, my logo for my company, I wanted to find the brightest yellow possible right. <laughs> um, to showcase right. mm-hmm. that we deserve joy. I mean, yeah, even even the drama um, projects that I have, there is some levity to them because I do believe that um too many times uh, Black stories are relegated to the trauma that we carry versus all of the other amazing aspects that we are as a people. Well, you know, the reason I bring that up because when you come on my show, I, I'm a guy, I'm a very visual guy, and I notice things, and that's my third eye. I can see things, <laughs> and I see blessings, and your smile is a blessing. And a lot of people don't realize that that's that just those simple gifts that God give you can enable you to you know, make your dreams come true, enable you to open or create opportunities that wouldn't be available for ordinary people. And it's it's important to take advantage of all these talents. That's one talent. Your other ability is that you're very articulate. And so, and you, you know, because when one says Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, you know, they always have these stereotypes. And then yep. when they throw that in <laughs> you black, that's even deeper stereotypes. And then you <laughs> throw it at the front of your resume, Harvard graduate. Come on, girl. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, yes. No, I um I'm I'm very proud of uh the opportunities that you know my my parents pushed me towards and that I um you know actively worked towards and mm-hmm. um I had a wonderful experience at Harvard um you know going there as an 18-year-old after growing up in the south and the midwest mm-hmm. um was definitely a culture shock. Yes. In a lot of different ways, but it just opened me up to so many incredible people, so many incredible experiences, mm-hmm. um, and um, really shaped who I am in a lot of different ways. And, um, you know, one thing that I will say about a Harvard uh, college education, like it's not necessarily about what you concentrated in, like what your major was. Mm-hmm. Um, it really was a curriculum that challenged you to think and how do you um, open up your perspective on the world. Um, and so, uh, and, you know, so many of the people that I met, um, from that time are still, uh, a huge part of my life, uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little sad this morning because this weekend I lost one of my dearest friends who Mm -hmm. lost her battle with cancer, Mm -hmm. double Harvard graduate, Christia Donaldson, who was a big sister to me and also a beacon in terms of her entrepreneurial journey, um, as the founder of Thank God I'm Natural hair product line. Um, but anyway, Harvard was a, a wonderful experience and I'm super glad that that's part of who I am. Well, you know, I'm a cancer survivor. So whenever, whenever I lose a friend, use a, I call her a friend, and I don't know her, but I know she fought the same battle that I'm fighting all the time. Because just because you're surviving yeah. doesn't necessarily mean the cancer is not going to come back. But what it does allow me to understand that you have to live your life and your dreams are possible as long as you plan them. And yep. so, and I see you as a planner, you know, because of the <laughs> fact that you have never let stereotypes, your stereotype being African-American female, stereotype coming from the South, coming from Oklahoma, Arkansas, and then you went to Harvard and you graduated. How did you migrate to Los Angeles, Aaliyah? You know, it was a, it was a, it was a fun, windy road. Um, I didn't necessarily, you know, coming from uh, having Southern Black parents after going to Harvard, they were like, okay, you're going to med school, you're going to business school, like Mm -hmm. what graduate school are you doing? And I really wasn't clear. Um, So I worked in financial services in New York and Chicago in strategy. um, And I did like every, you know, other good graduate of my class (laughs) was preparing my applications to business school. Um, And gratefully, I am an alum of the Ron Brown Scholar Program. And they put on a conference, um, the first time they put on a conference about the arts and entertainment industry. Um, And uh, a wonderful man, Charles King, gave a fireside chat about his life as a super agent. And I was like, oh my God, this is so interesting. It was like the first time that I heard the, the phrase, like, you know, the intersection of art and commerce, which was so interesting to me. Um, Malcolm D. Lee gave a a talk about how he had, you know, put together the best man. And um, I just connected with a lot of different folks that showed me that there was this creative path that I didn't realize was a real career. Um, And so I was unfulfilled in what I was doing. I was doing well, but it just didn't completely fill every aspect of who I am. And so um, I took the leap. I quit my job. I, you know, had friends out in LA who were in various stages of film school. And I moved out to LA, drove cross country from New York. And um, a week after I got here, after having some informational uh, coffees and conversations with 
literally anyone that I could connect <laughs> with in my network. Right. Um, I, I started working um, in the mailroom at Endeavor, one of the major talent agencies, which is now called WME. But um, I started in the mailroom. After two weeks, one of the partners put me in the motion picture lit group, which was a great experience to right. really kind of get us, get to know the industry um, and hone my ability to, you know, read scripts, understand different writers and directors, um, get a sense of what my taste was in a lot of different ways. And, you know, from that one year of working at the agency, um, one of the agents connected me with, um, my first job out of the agency working for an incredible producer, Effie Brown. Okay. When she let's, first slow down, let's, let's go back to that mailroom experience. Cause a lot of people don't yeah. realize that. That is how you break into the big agency world is the mailroom. Yeah. And uh, yeah. a lot oftentimes the mailroom doesn't come with pay in your situation. Would, yeah. And so a lot of people don't know that, you know, so you work in the well, mailroom. This did, this did come with pay. Yeah. It was a lot of pay. But yeah. it was right. It, is so, <laughs> it feels like no pay, though. I'm just saying, it feels like no pay. No, coming from, you know, I had, I was, I had a decent salary and 401k and all of this. (laughs) My parents were like, my dad was like, so wait, wait, wait. And then, and then here's the funny part about this conversation that you're having with your parents. Like when I, when I told my mom and dad, you know, I go to U of H and get a math degree, minor in sociology, and then I go work for IBM and I tell them I'm a quitter to be a stand-up comedian. So that's the extreme, okay? That's what yeah, I told my parents, all right? Extreme. And they went, okay, we love you, but huh? But what's happening here? What are so, you doing? So you go from Oklahoma, Texas, go to Harvard, right? Got this great job in New York, drive across country, and you're working in the mailroom for way less money. Talk yes. about that conversation, because that's what a lot of people don't understand, that you have to sacrifice. And then yeah, also... Sometimes you got to take a step back to take a, to take some steps forward. And I don't know if that's a step back, though. You know, when, you, when I hear people say that, because that's part of the process, because you said going out on faith. When you're going yeah. out on faith, that means that there's a plan and process. And, you know, and like you know, and I know... If you want to get in the big agency, you got to get in that mailroom. And when you're in the mailroom, you have to be humble, be on top of yeah. your job. Yeah. You can't walk around there with no attitude. You get to see all the top games. You get to see stars come through those doors. You can mega producers and directors that you read about in the entertainment magazines. So you can't be, oh, my God. And so you have to be professional all the time. So when I don't really see it as a step backwards when I hear people say that because you said from the beginning, Rashawn, I went on faith, faith is a plan. I would tell people you have to have a plan when you do something on faith. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, true. but what did your parents say when they told you you told them you was in the mail room? That's the funny part. That's the part of the conversation I want to hear. <laughs> Lord, my 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 dad was like, "Wait a minute." So you telling me that you went to Harvard and now you're basically a gopher? Like, what? <laughs> and I was like, okay, dad, I want you to read this book, The Mail Room. Like, he, he was trying. He was just, you know, he was. He was he trying to work with his daughter. Try to work with his daughter. He was trying. He's like, I don't understand. But like, they were super supportive. I yes. was like, listen, I'm yes. giving myself two years to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I worked the, there was a company that I had studied for the GMAT with that thankfully allowed me to start working for them. And so I, while I was working for, yeah. you know, 
all my jobs working for different people as an assistant, mm-hmm. I was also tutoring for the GMAT on the side. Right. You would have different clients and teaching classes virtually. So that supplemented my income. Also, you know, writing coverage for scripts to add, add, add money. So you just do what you got to do. Right. And then, um, you know, my path was always working for other people while also making content on my own with different writers and directors in my network um, and building that way. Um, and so you know, most of the times I would work with people who were very supportive of that. Sometimes that conflicted and you had to kind of, I had to kind of navigate that. Um, but as my career went on, you know, it all merged. And so, you know, my jobs at, um, like when I got to working at macro, um, that was my job was to make content. And I always told Charles, it was, it was my dream job at the time, um, which was wonderful. Cause I got to learn from him and people like Poppy Hanks and Kim Roth and, um, really had a lot of, um, I'd say license right. to not just do short form content, but also to explore and learn about long form content. And so, you know, one of the first digital projects that I brought up in um, became the television show Hintified that is now in its second season on Netflix. Um, and I was the one that brought in uh, the movie Really Love, uh, written by Felicia Pride and directed by Angel Christie Williams, who also co-wrote the the script. And, um, you know, after after making that movie. We'll be right back with more money-making conversation with television and film producer Aaliyah Williams. This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. As I continue my conversations with television and film producer Aaliyah Williams. Let's pump, let's pump the brakes now, right now, on really love. Okay, really love. Now that's that's what we're gonna talk a little detail about this. Cause you know, as soon as I read that it said iconic love story, aka Love Jones, you know, okay, you you know it, they got my attention right there. They got my attention right there. Love Jones. Now that's my movie right there. Okay. Neil Long. Come on on now. Spoken word. Well, it's funny because so I, you know, when I first found out about the script, um, I had been following Angel for a while. Uh I I really loved her short films. Mm -hmm. Um, We had become very friendly and and brand in the same, you know, black filmmaker circles. And she was on the set of a project that I had produced Columbert Park, um, Mm -hmm. which is also on BT Plus right now. Absolutely. And, and Lamert uh, Park is right in the uh, heart of Crenshaw, right in the I live in LA for 15 years. Yeah, Beautiful yeah, area, yeah. great so food. Wonderful, wonderful uh, digital series mm-hmm. uh, created by these wonderful women. And she happened to be on set supporting her friend, Mel Jones. And um, she came up to me when I was going, I was going to go off set to go grab like some Jamaican patties as a treat for the crew and everybody. Absolutely. Uh, and she's like, you know, I really want to talk to you. I was like, well, you don't enroll me while I go get these patties. She was like, yeah. So she's like, you know, I really wanted to talk to you because I think I finally found the script that's going to be my feature, my first feature film uh-huh. that I'm going to direct. And I was like, oh, really? Tell me about it. And she's like, well, it's it's basically, I feel like it could be the next Love Jones. And I was like, Angel, you cannot say that. Come on <laughs> now. Come on, come on, Leo. Come on now. You have to shut it down, right? <laughs> I was like, it's like Angel, those are fighting words that is not true. So, um, but I was very intrigued and she was really excited. And Angel is, you know, she's very particular. And I knew if it was something that was that special to her that I wanted to read it and see. Um, and so she gave me the script. And I remember that weekend, I was just going to like take a little peek at it, but I couldn't stop reading it. 
And um, I called her immediately. And I remember, you know, the first time I sat down with her and Felicia, I knew that I needed to bring this into macro. And um, and yeah, and then from there we developed it. Um, and producing that with Charles and Mel Jones, who um, had produced all of uh, Angel Short's prior prior to this mm-hmm. um, was just a really um, incredible process. And um, it's a story that, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say that it is like Love Jones. I think it has, you know, this kind of like lasting style and it, it makes this impression on you that definitely like well, let's, Jones- let's talk about it because see, you know, like uh, Netflix, I love what they're doing with, uh, for African-American culture and that's really mm-hmm. international culture. African mm-hmm. African Americans and Africans period being mm-hmm. able to to launch their projects in 190 countries you're not being yeah. restricted to a domestic audience and yeah. so your brand is being uh, showcased worldwide you know uh, uh, you know, I've been able to learn about wine on uh, Netflix, you know, and then they, so that so I I I I I seen this in the artwork now. Art, my boy Michael Ely, who you know he did for yeah. uh, Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man Two, that I executive produced with Steve Harvey, starred Kevin yeah. Hart, and my boy Will Packer. So I know Michael Ely. So I yeah. saw him in that. So okay, that's my boy. Yeah. I, so it, it started picking up speed really fast with your boy here. You know what I'm saying? And I and I got to watch it, and I got to watch a really. Um, you know, I would think that, I would say that movies should entertain and educate. Yes. And then when you do, when you when it does that, then it, 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 it makes an emotional impact on you. You know, because mm-hmm. it doesn't entertain you, 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 you out. If it doesn't educate you, then what are you watching? You know, you have to walk away with something. Ooh, I don't know what I'm watching. It was, ooh, what? Okay, so, so this movie gave me the three things that I needed. It entertained me, it educated me, and it, it pulled an emotion, and emotion was tied to uh, art and art. Like you have a beautiful, you if you see this, uh, if you own my podcast audio wise, just this beautiful African art behind her, and it just happens to be women. And her, as we all know, you know, <clears throat> you know, her company, Just a Rebel, works on projects that bring the voices of Black women and their Black stories. So this is appropriate. This conversation we have, and so. When you tell a story that's important, especially in any relationship, you're defining the voice of a woman. What's the key, I guess, language or angle that you're looking for to make sure that the message of empowerment and proper decision-making is is put out there correctly? Well, I will say um, one of the things that drew me to it, uh, you know, just even from the initial script, I know that um, Felicia Pride, the uh, writer who had, you know, had been working on this story for a while. Um, her main goal was to show black women and, you know, young black people as themselves, right. you know, loving, sh- loving each other, striving together, striving for their aspirations and, um, and showing that in a real way where you, you, you fail, you, you make mistakes. So, um, I think the empowerment comes from just being able to see yourself as a real whole human. Um, you know, I don't necessarily go into projects saying, okay, how can I show the most positive, um, portrayal of a character? I really go into them thinking, you know, is this authentic? Is this interesting? 
um, are there compelling stakes for this character? And, you know, whether there's a comedic tone to it or a more serious and dramatic tone to it, um, I just want it to feel um, real and thoughtful. Well, you know, the thing about this movie touched me uh, in a lot of ways emotionally because of the fact that Suzanne Douglas, uh, one of my first writing projects that I did in 1995 was with Robert Townsend's uh, Parenthood. And she's one of the uh, co-stars in that series. And and so, and Blair Underwood, who I know as well, but seeing Suzanne, I'm sure this is one of her last projects that she uh, did before she uh, passed away. But that was, I was just, uh, you know, just seeing her, the gifts, her talent radiate on that screen like that. It, it, it really just lets me know the blessings of seeing people like you who are now able to tell the voices and out loud talents like the, like a Blair, like a Suzanne, like so many others that I'm being able to interview on my show now. Just a rebel is just doing what you're supposed to do. You you flipping the table. You telling our <laughs> stories. You know, you, well, you kicking you know, the door I love, in. Let me be clear. So Really Love is a project that um, I did when I was working at Macro. And I know, a- I know all that, but do, 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 do. I'm not understanding. I'm not, I heard it, Macro. That's my boy Charles yeah, King. Yeah, yeah, no, so I just want to make that clear. Well, I, I got that. And you know, they ain't messing up this interview. I'm talking about you. You, okay? Yeah. You. <laughs> she she went to get those little beef patties with you, okay? The Jamaican <laughs> beef patties. And yeah. she asked you and told you her next project. You said, girl, yeah. tell me about it, okay? Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, that's what Just a Rebel is. That's what I read up there. Amplifying yes. voices and tries yes. our best to ensure she is showcasing accurate depiction of black stories. Yes, yes. That's you. Yeah, you yes. was at Macro. Now you're Just a Rebel. Now you got a first look deal with CBS Television Studios and been renewed for a second year. Tell us about <laughs> those projects. I know how to bring it back, Aaliyah. I love Well, before we do that, I just do want to say the experience of working with Suzanne Douglas was absolutely incredible. I mean, she was just a light on set every single time. And I remember like when she, her first day that she came to set, um, uh, my producing partner, Mel Jones and I went to greet her and she just like grabbed our faces and she was like, you two are the producers. Yes. Beautiful baby girls. And it's just, but it wasn't any type of like, you know, um, there was nothing, um, you know, negative to what she was saying. She was just saying it with so much love and so much affirmation. And she just, every time, um, every time I saw her on set, she would always pull me to the side and just, and just tell me like, keep going. Like Mm -hmm. you have to do what you're doing. It's just Mm -hmm. so wonderful to see you as a young black woman producing and, um, being in charge. And that was just so wonderful. Well, the the CBS television studios think you're wonderful too, just like a rebel. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, they are wonderful partners. They are incredible. Mm-hmm. See, see, um, see, I'll I'll just tell you this, just like Miss Douglas said to you, and this is not condescending, you're special. Because <laughs> Kate, I'm gonna tell you this. I, I've been in rooms pitching projects. You know, I, you have to have a gift to convince people to give you money to be creative in this world. Okay. Yes, yes. They're not just passing out checks. They, they don't, right? because I've been trying to get a few of them. <laughs> and, and people like to believe I'm really talented, and people like to believe I'm really successful. So when I meet a yeah. talent like you, 
who come along and are able to tell our stories, you know, and this is just one example. Really, love is just one of the examples. Gentrified is just one example. Well, she's going to go with her voice and her control and her ability to be able to communicate, whether it's sitcom, whether it's dramas, whether it's film, or whether it's docuseries. That's your craft. And, you know, the fact that you decided one day in New York City said, this is this is fine for somebody else, but this is not fine for Aaliyah Williams. That's the blessing yeah. of who you are today. Okay? That's the blessing yeah. when you saw Malcolm Lee. You know, she threw out some names early in her interview. Malcolm Lee, Charles <laughs> Kane. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know how to drop the mic early in this interview, Aaliyah. Charles Kane. You know, I heard him. Malcolm Lee. <laughs> That's what I, I was blessed to hear them speak and share their experience. Um, I was really br- blessed to connect with James White, who wrote mm-hmm. the movie Ray that had come out the year before. And, um, you know, in our conversations, um, we, you know, we exchanged information and he asked me, like, have you ever read a professional script mm-hmm. before? And I was like, no, I haven't actually. And he was like, tell me about the type of uh, movies that you like. And so, and he asked for my address. And I remember like a week or so later, I got this package um, that had all these printed out scripts, uh, Closer, um, Thomas Crown Affair, After Sunset, some other, some other things. Cause he wanted to meet a you know, really read a, a, a range of scripts. And he was like, and if you ever want to talk about them, let's talk about them. Um, and because at the time I had a former classmate who had a script that she wanted me to produce. And I was like, I don't, how do you give notes? And James White walked me through that. Um, and obviously I learned some more when, once I came to LA and started working for a lot of the wonderful folks that I've had the opportunity to work for and taking classes with Film Independent and all of that good stuff. Um, but it was, it all started with that amazing conference from the Ron Brown Scholar Program. I'm speaking with Aaliyah Williams. She's the rebel of Just a Rebel production company, focuses on television and film that shifts the culture forward. They're home to the fearlessly creative, those who are unabashed, specific ethics, coloration that we all can relate to that will tell our stories that we feel that are so important to us. I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations. I am a fan, okay? Oh, I'm a fan of you. You were you so know, sweet. You know, you know don't, 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 don't throw that sweet out there. This is all about professionalism, okay? Just no, like, I mean, you're, you're very kind. I, I know I'm saying. It's just like when, remember Suzanne Douglas grabbed your face and go, girl, I'm so happy to see you because you're younger than me. So, you know, I know, like I said, I met Suzanne in 1985. Robert Townsend gave me my—really, I always tell him he saved my writing career as a sitcom writer. If he didn't give me that job, then I wouldn't be interviewing you today. So we all yeah. have these these uh, mentors, these these angels who come into yeah. our lives, who keep us moving forward. And you're an angel. And I want you to continue to uh, share these creative blessings with us on the screen, long form, short form, big screen, small screen, digital, social media, YouTube, whatever you got out there, you keep dealing and I'll keep watching. Okay. Thank you so very much. Uh, thank you for coming on Please my show, Miss Aaliyah Always Williams. Always lead with your gifts. And don't <laughs> you have a blessed rest of <laughs> Absolutely. If you want to see or hear any of my interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I am Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. You've been listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. Please join us next week. And always remember, lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated. 
You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald for Money Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week, I sat down with comedian and actress who currently stars on Stars Run the World and Lifetime's Merry Little Christmas Baby, Brisha Webb, as she shares her discussions about being a well-rounded artist and honing her craft. I try to be experimental in my creativity, and right. so we dared each other to start doing stand-up. I've been doing it for over 10 years, you know, just being really uh, thrusted into the comedic world. I was on Love That Girl. One of the requirements to play I'm Unique was for me to do stand-up. So that just made me do that even more. But, you know, at the end of the day, I love acting, you know, like that's my main thing. So to go on the road and commit to that is always something that I have to always convince my team. If you want to listen to this full interview with Brisha Webb, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com. 